night before Christmas Eve, as I built the first fire of the year in my man cave in the garage, I had an encounter with God. I've always liked to get away out there, watch the fire, listen to some soothing music, de-stress, and reach out for God. As the Christmas instrumentals played some Celtic tunes, I began to quietly weep inside. I was experiencing a mixture of regret for a life that at times I felt was not well spent, and at the same time a sense of God's clarifying presence. When you get older and you realize that the weaknesses of old age are preparing your heart and mind to leave this world and your family, it's a time of repentance and growing in faith and gratitude. As I've been doing this, I've found that my peace is a steady look at Jesus with eyes focused above instead of within. Today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika takes a personal look at the heart of liberty. With the nation's focus on an imminent political war next week, God spoke to him about the heart of warfare and the experience of victory, no matter what our circumstances may be. What he found is this. Defeat, or peace, in the soul of a man, revolves around one thing, the glory of God. On this night, as I felt a grieving within, I remembered a testimony I had just watched. A woman had been given what I call a foretaste of hell, just as my mother had been given. Now these testimonies tend to give you a terrible sense of eternity without God, which I won't go into here. As I considered both my life and the cross of Christ against this backdrop, I begin to sense something life-changing. As my soul heard of the horrid cries of the lost with skin dripping from their bodies in the fire, the amazing grace of God released a new appreciation for salvation, let me tell you. As I continued to consider my life's purpose and motivations, I realized that my heart has been grieving all of these years in the ministry of the gospel. It has been grieving for the world to see the glory of God. I saw an intense jealousy for the acknowledgement of the glory of God to be displayed in the earth. I thought of all the study of the galaxies I've done, of quantum physics and how amazing this creation is in its display of the nature of God. Did you know that quantum physics shows that if every molecule and atom in the earth were to collapse to nothing more than the mass contained in the nucleus and electrons of all matter, that the entire contents of the world would fit in the palm of your hand. Easily. Or can you imagine the mind-boggling reality of time travel, which has been proven to be a real thing? Did you know that astronomers have seen a band of galaxies six billion light-years in length that is hidden behind our Milky Way? The seemingly infinite dimensions of the known universe is beyond comprehension. Yet God fills it all and knows the name of every star. And this God of glory loves us, knows us, is with us, and He is so great that He has the ability to spend time with you as if you were the only person in the world. The world denies the existence of God in increasing measure, Yet He is our Creator, Healer, Deliverer, Provider, and Savior. As the Spirit of God rolled over me by the fire, my heart ached 
to see him honored as our great king and sovereign. My very soul seemed to groan, as Romans 8 says, for the manifestation of his creation in all of God's glory. But then, as the music mingled with God's presence began pouring more deeply over me, I understood something else. I have been struggling with debilitating fatigue for decades, and this last nine months has been worse than ever. Yet I knew that this was not the cause of a growing irritability. I somehow also knew that the pressure of my TV business and COVID and the election fraud charges didn't explain it all. But I felt so easily irritated at times. It was here, sitting by the fire and thinking about the glory of God, that I realized that I was feeling unfulfilled in my soul. Oh, I had been growing more and more in faith as I was doing my best to answer the call of the Spirit to prepare for what's coming in our nation. I had sensed months ago that the Spirit of God was deeply grieved about the battle in America, and He was up to something. Yet, this deep stirring in my soul was more than that. The reason for my frustrations was not about our earthly corruptions or about COVID-19 or my somehow not having enough faith to overcome my deep petulance. It became abundantly clear that the very depths of my being was also grieved and groaning to be personally filled with more of the glory of God. I can have all the knowledge of God's Word and embrace and confess both my sins and my faith, but those are merely a means to an end. I was hungering for His glory. All of the successes or rationalizations of a life lived, all the understanding and strength, or any other thing that life could afford will not satisfy the hunger for God that we're created for. As I considered this, God began to fill my heart with a manifestation of His glory. And there I was, being led to think what the greatest songs of my life might be. What expressions of this flood of God's presence that I was experiencing in the darkness of my garage by the fire would best be described in song? Immediately I thought of the words of the hymn, How Great Thou Art, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds Thy hands have made. I see the stars and hear the rolling thunder, Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then, my heart looked to what my greatest hope for the world was. The Hallelujah Chorus clearly expressed both the desire and the praise for what God will soon do in the earth. My soul's rightful longing is going to be realized. Then I thought of the one song that each of my girls' lives would sing before I leave them if I had my way. It's a hymn written by Horatio Spafford on his darkest night as he crossed the North Atlantic to meet his grieving wife. He had lost his son in the Chicago Fire of 1871. His practice as a lawyer was ruined, and then the nation experienced a deep financial crisis. Does it sound familiar? Then, upon the death of his four daughters at sea, as he passed the location of their deaths, the seas mist rising to meet him on the ship's deck, he wrote, It is well with my soul. And as I consider it now, for each of you, I pray that 2020 be mingled with the words that say, When peace, like a river, attends my way, 
when sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It's too easy to attempt to find comfort in our value, ability, or wisdom when we're convicted of our one great fault, for all have sinned, missed the mark of what we are created to be, and come short of the glory of God. For the relentless hunger and drive of the inner man to have his own storm calmed, the blood of Jesus has provided us with the liberty to be filled with God's glory. For every cry for liberty on the lips of every soldier about to give his life in battle, and every cry for justice in suffering, is, at its core, the God-given thirst for the glorious liberty of the children of God. Until we accept and receive His glory through Christ's presence in us, we will fall short of the power to overcome our relentless and sin-inducing unrest. Jesus has opened up the way for us to have our own Emmanuel, God with us and in us. I have been fortunate enough to have studied His Word for hours every single week for over 40 years and to find its application in the pain of daily life. Yet I felt like a newborn that night by the fire as His glory came into the room and swept all of my frustration away. There's a growing number of already millions of people in America that are getting ready for a war against the incredible degree of corruption in all three branches of our government. We are most likely about to experience a deep storm in our nation over the election, which, if not exposed, will most certainly open a door for China to bulldoze our national freedoms and lives. But when you realize the claims of hell upon the souls of men, even just a glimpse, you can put this struggle in proper perspective. What good is it to be free only to go to hell? Forever. America needs to know about the liberty to receive the power of God's glory. Jesus prayed in the Garden of the Gethsemane, Father, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them that they may be one. Learn to get quiet and truly worship with this one goal in sight, that you may experience His glory. When He comes into your room, you're going to know it. And don't be afraid that the more your outer man is broken, the easier it becomes to let the Spirit of God fill you. That's why God often allows the pain of this earthly life. He has something far better. Something good is about to happen. Just as buying a new car doesn't benefit us if we don't drive it, or knowledge remains useless if we don't apply it. So the truth of God's word remains powerless to help us if we don't allow it to bring the experience of God's glory in us. Worship is the act of approaching God properly and his glory is the result. Get quiet before him and be honest with him and with faith, ask him to fill your heart today. How long must you wait? As long as it takes.